is the official beginning. Okay, good evening, everybody. So I just, when I got to my office right now, uh, somebody emailed me that they had a personal uh, mazel tov, and they told me that this class really has been a blessing for them, even though they have not been uh, on it live, they've heard all the classes really been helpful. So I can tell you, as I mentioned yesterday, it's been a blessing uh, for me as well, um, and hopefully for, for most. And the reason really is because uh, thinking about Bitakon, focusing on Bitakon really puts us, aligns us to keep our priorities straight. I heard, uh, actually I saw somebody email me, Rabbi Yaakov Hillel is a Mekubal, is a Rosh Hashiva in Yerushalayim. He is a Baghdadi Jew, originally born in Bombay, India, but raised in England, went to Gates of Yeshiva, uh, and he's a very big Mekubal Kabbalist, went to Oxford as well, speaks a perfect English. And he said the following amazing thing. He said that you know, as we come into Rosh Chodesh Nisan and as we get closer to Pesach, he says, if you look at what COVID-19 has done, it's literally like all of the Makkas, like all the Ten Plagues. Because what was the main thing of the Ten Plagues? The Asera Makkas, what it really did to Mitzrayim is it broke down all of their gods. The Nile turned to blood. Everything that they thought, that they put their hope in and their faith in, everything they were so confident would be there for them at all times. Literally, every all of those type of things were all of their ideologies and fake gods and fake ideas were annihilated uh, during the Ten Plagues. It, not only were they punished, but it was a debunking of all of that the Egyptians had put their faith in and their lives. I remember Egypt was the superpower, the, the superpower of the world at, at that time. And he noted that today also, that, that so many of the things that people put their faith in, their beliefs in, has really crumbled the past uh, two weeks. Or, uh, or, and yet, at the same time, you have more and more people who uh, are connecting to Torah and Tefillah. In fact, it's actually an, an amazing thing that Torah and mitzvahs, even though communally, as I spoke of the, spoke of the first class, has changed radically, uh, many people have been able to connect to Hashem, as, as I mentioned, on a much deeper way uh, than ever before, because they're forced. And I was actually shocked. Uh, one of the the senior sages of America, Rav Elia Bruni, uh, he's Rosh Hashiva of Mir Brooklyn. I've been in his house uh, more than once. I had had conversations very close to my wife's family, and really a, 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 an Ish MS, a person of truth, a very very big. Talmud Chacham, and I get it, they send me every month his uh, monthly shear that he gives in Brooklyn, New York, and I, so I, I didn't listen to it, I didn't have the time, but I briefly scanned uh, the notes, and I, and I noticed he said the following thing, which it, really, if, if he can say it, and I, I, if I say it's one thing, if he says it, it's, it's radically different, he, he said, he's about internalizing our situation, and he, and he noted that will we internalize what this situation means? I'm just going to, you know, I'll cut out the Yiddish for everybody. Uh, will we internalize that that tefillah does not mean that we daven or we don't? Do we just, do we do it? Did I daven? Did I not daven? Did I bench? Did I not bench? He, said, he says, does it mean that we run into shul, daven, and leave? At home, there's nothing to chap. Chap means to, to just take advantage of it really quickly. Either 
we daven and we don't. We're in our house. There's no minion. There's nobody else. There's no friends. There's no, you know, I, I, I admire the women section of Hamachad. They all kiss each other and they hug each other. No one hugs and kisses you when you walk in to your, to your, to your living room. Uh, we should be davening in a makom kavur. We should, in our houses, we should have one place where we daven and not be jumping around. So we walk to, when we go to our set place of daven, no one's hugging and kissing us. There's nobody there. Uh, at home, there's nothing to cop. Either we daven or we don't. And then he said the following thing. I'm just reading what he, with the, the, the transcript. I'm saying things that I did not realize a week ago. He's talking about himself, Rebellion Bruni. I am one of you, but I have, le- I have learned the hard, hard way. Living at home is, for so many days, I discovered that even outside the, the, the Yom Nurai and the, hol- the high holidays, there is such a thing as a real davening Tashem. Not to be Yotze, but with patience, it is the most important part of the day. And then there is the gift of studying Torah, but it's in a, in, on an aesthetic free phone without a chavrusa on our side. It's not easy, but if we learn how to do it, it is a gift that remains with us in our, in, in carry over to a post-corona world. That there's something that's unique, something that, which in normal times, at least certainly for men, would be forbidden to skip minion. And I would say for the vast majority of ladies uh, would gain more by going to Schultz or only on Shabbos or when they can. There's something, we would gain more. But now, that, now everything, like the world has changed, our service of God changed. And as I started in the beginning, the we talk on is, is if Hashem puts us in the situation, this is the situation we're supposed to be in, uh, that we're supposed to serve from joy, joyfully in this situation and take advantage. And there's so much things that even Rebbe Elia Bruni, Shlitza, can gain from his davening prayer, certainly we could. You know, I didn't say this story, but I've seen it um, being passed around. I actually said this in a drush a few years ago, but it's, it's, it's apropos here. The, there's a famous story that two of the early Hasidic masters was Rav Noam Elimelech, Rav Elimelech of Lezhensk, and Rav Zushami Anapoli was his, was, his, was his brother. They were from the two biggest Polish Hasidic masters who spread the Hasidic movement around uh, Poland, uh, the Noam Elimelech even showed a film about uh, a few years ago in the show, but, uh, and we repeated it uh, last year with Hanach Teller. And they were once traveling in Poland, and they got, they got caught on a, on a border town. And they were accused of, you know, of uh, taking things with them they were not to take across the border, and they got thrown into jail. And while they were in jail, they looked at their cell. This was not like California jails. They had a pot. And the pot was filled with things you cannot pray in front of, filled with manure and, you know, dung, uh, human excrement. And they, the, one of the rabbis started to cry. And he said, we can't, as long as we're here, they're going to be there for days, if not weeks, we can't pray. We're in this cell, sitting there hit this, with this disgusting stuff. But worse than being with all this disgusting things, that um, we can't pray. It's, it's against Jewish laws, against halacha, to pray in the cell. And so the other one said, I think, I think Zusha said to, to the Noam Elimelech, said Rebbe, to his brother, so what are you talking about? If Hashem put us here, then our service is to serve Hashem joyfully. To serve Hashem joyfully. And when Noam Elimelech heard that, he said, you're right. And then he started to dance. They, both the Noam Elimelech and the Zusha and Alan Pali were so excited that this is what Hashem wants from them. They started to dance, and they started to dance around this pot 
this, this filled with the most disgusting things, and they're dancing around, ay, 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 Baruch Hashem, we're serving, and they're dancing like Hasidim can dance with such joy, and, and they're going crazy dancing around this, this, this potty. All, the, the, the warden comes into the sauce. What are you Meshugayim? You didn't speak Yiddish. What are you Jews doing? What are you crazy people doing? He said, we're dancing. We're so happy to be here. We're so happy to serve God this way. And the warden couldn't figure out. He, he went out for a few minutes. He came back and he said, you know what? You guys are out of here. Get out of here. And then they dance again. Now, now, they, can, now they can pray. And, you know, what's, what's amazing is, when I hear, when I see Rabbi Elia Bruni, Say this, and I and, I've, and I've said this myself that I personally uh, have benefited because I know that Hashem wants me and you and everyone who's listening and everyone who's not listening that this is a message not only for the world and it's and, and it's a serious thing which I'll get to shortly, um, but uh, very serious. But 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 it's also it's the breaking of all of all of the stupidities of life, and in that, even though we're, we're stuck at home and we have a lot of one of my little kids today, I couldn't believe it. One of my little, my little, little Pitzlach kids, one of my little kids told me, I can't wait for this corona to, to, to be over. I'm getting a headache from it. Kids fought my mom. It's my son Shlomo Elias. He's five years old. I couldn't believe he said that. You know, we, we, at some level, there's a headache that comes from it, but there's, there's a, an opportunity in it. You know, Abba Ibn, when talking about the Palestinians, uh, noted they never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity. And you didn't chap grab opportunities. Uh, th- this is a limited time offer. Uh, please, God, this will end very soon, and I can assure you I'll be the first knocking on people's doors, get to Minion, get to Shoal. It's the best place for you. Uh, the, 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 I will no longer hopefully be in Zoom. I'll be, we'll be meeting in person. Uh, perhaps I won't even be doing Batalkan anymore. But this limited opportunity, we're not even dancing on a party. We should be dancing for the opportunity to have, that this is what Hashem wants from us. And now when that person emailed me 20 minutes ago that this class has been a blessing, really the blessing really is, is to keep in mind uh, what the, the journey, what the opportunity of the day uh, is, what we're supposed to be focusing on. And the only way that we can really keep that in mind and keep focus is through bitachan, is through true, uh, keep knowing that everything comes from Hashem. And when we're stuck in certain situations, that's what Hashem wants it to be. And we can gain and glean so much from it. I'm going to do a paragraph of the safe, and then I want to talk about uh, tomorrow, which I think is very much connected. The Beisalevi Salvechik, the so he brings down, the next thing that people put their faith in is refuah, is health. Now remember, when we talk about bitachon, if a person doesn't go to a doctor, and not just a doctor, the best doctor possible. They're 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 a shaita, they're a fool. I mean God forbid a person's in a challenging situation. They should look for the best medical care. We should follow anyone you see, and unfortunately, uh I, I, I saw you know the same news as anyone else said in certain communities some people were not as careful. They think that that they don't have to be careful. They're 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 fools. I mean uh, it's like jumping off a bridge. You, you don't put yourself in a dangerous situation. But even when you go to the best medical care and the best doctors, we don't per- place our faith in doctors as the base of Levi. We put our faith totally in Hashem. I remember there was a lady in my, in my hometown of Miami Beach who was the epitome of health. A woman who exercised daily, 
uh, a woman who ate only the most healthy foods, and anyone would talk about her, she'll never get sick. And lo and behold, uh, she, at a very young age, a relatively young age, I don't want to insult anyone on this call, uh, uh, yeah, got cancer. And, um, you know, you can do whatever you want. You can, you can eat the most healthy foods. You can go to the best doctors, can make mistakes. Ultimately, put our faith in Hashem. That's really what the basic lady says. There's mistakes, all kinds of mistakes that happen in hospitals. I've had conversations with doctors. I remember there, there was a person from my block uh, who was a classmate of mine who went to medical school and was doing the residency and they were treating all kinds of patients. I said, how are you doing? They said, the person told me they, they, they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> they, they're at least honest. I mean, they're very often, you know, there's, there's hubris by doctors, all kinds of mistakes that a doctor can make, some because of gaiva, of arrogance, and some just human error. There's fallibility. And there's, there's, there's all kinds of curves, says the basic level. Sometimes they even mess up for you. But Macalcoid, the Imkane, I mean, there are people that I've been in the hospital that they got secondary infections, that there are mistakes that have been made, uh, the wrong antibiotics were given, etc. When you say, yes, how do you put your faith, your confidence, you're going to put, that's where you put your faith in? That's where you put your faith in uh, that you can put your faith in this or not. And listen to what the basic lady says. Where's your shame? Where's your sense of embarrassment? The three times a day, three times a day, when the beginning of Shemun we say, you sustain everyone with chesed. Um, you, you give your smicha, you give Strength to those who fall, the Reifecholim, and that God heals the sick. God, God is the Reifecholim. But when you go to the doctor, you think it's, I'm at the hands of the doctor. Uh, again, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do the best medical care possible. It doesn't mean you shouldn't take care of your body. It's, uh, that we'll get to that as well. That Hashem created a world where our obligation is is to live in the world of nature and to follow follow that. But our Faith is not in that. Our faith is in the creator of the world who constantly sustains the world and who, and who heals the sick. And there are people who are so worried about the medical care and the best doctors and they forget about Hashem. <laughs> they'll forget about the Rebbein Shalom and they'll totally, you know, they'll, they'll wash their hands. They're, they're, they're going to do, gonna, either gonna go, gonna be quarantined. They'll do everything they have to do. But where's where's the Yishlam? Where's where's the Karish Baruch fit into this? They're so you see this by the way. I, I see people all the time in their careers. They they believe that it's all up to them, and they're Jew, religious Jews. I, I once I think I said this story this story once in the trash shop. Somebody went over to my Rebbe of Matisel Salman Mashkiach Aleikud, and he said he, there's a guy in his shul who. Uh, is in business, and the person is a cheat, uh, really a bum. You know, he's he looks at business as as a warfare, and is really dishonest in business. And yet, when you watch him pray, when you watch him pray, he prays pretty seriously. How could it be? If he really believes in God, he would be honest in business. So Mashkiach said to him, he says, "You don't understand. This guy believes that business is up to him." What is he really praying? He says, please, God, don't stop me. <laughs> right? If you let me do my business, I'll be successful. 
But even his prayer, it's not that he totally believes in God. If he totally believes in God, he'd be honest in business. If person totally believes in God, he would be honest in business. So the person prays, it's a prayer like, you know, God, don't, 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 I, I, I'm the smartest, I'm the best. But just don't, don't mess me up. And when a person can look for all kinds of medical care, forget about Kaddish Baruch To me, anyone who's in quarantine, anyone who's being careful washing their hands and their prayer has not, has not improved, is, it's like the, the Beis Lord says, it's where is your Muna? Hashem is the one who's going to watch out for you. Do you think that if you try in a, everything in the world, you're safe from this, from this COVID-19? It's not true. In one second, from one piece of mail, for, you checked, you, you cleaned this mail, you cleaned this mail, you had this package, you walked out one second, you went to the supermarket. Do you think that without Hashem you're going to be protected? This is the biggest proof that, that you, we need a Kaddish Baruch And if for a person to be in quarantine or, or a person to be, like most of us are in shelter in place, there are people, by the way, not who are listening to this who are in quarantine, not in San Jose, um, but the, there are people... And shelter in place, or or sitting and not going out, and you forget about Hashem. Hashem is Rufechelim. Hashem is giving the cure, and that really says the base Levi, the lo nikma zebelibo, ad she agil leide is a prat meapratim shochei hakol. We are totally about Hashem. They're so worried, and they're home all day, and they're doing. Everything, but their davening goes down. How is that shayich? How is that possible? How is that feasible? I know how it's possible because they're really don't believe. They really don't believe that it all comes from Hashem. And they do believe that if I'm careful, that's all my salvation be. Rak says the God forbid. If the person has this attitude and mentality that they're going to be careful to go to doctors or to shelter in place and forget about Hashem, and they can say Shimon Esrei, and they're religious Jews. They're good. They're, they're good people, by the way. But at some level, it says the the Navi, as the prophet Yeshaya Isaiah said, "Bepiv with their mouth, ubesfasam with their words." Keep doing it. They say, "God, we believe in you. You're the you you heal the sick." But their hearts are really distant. But their hearts are really distant. It means means they, they can say, "God, you the, the prayer." But their hearts are really distant. Um, you know, tomorrow is, is a Yom Tefillah. <sighs> a lot of this class, you know, is for myself and for those who are listening, is about perspective. Um, and, and, I, and, I've, and I've been stressing things that we should, we should be gaining uh, on a personal, individual level, as well as the, the gift of and the gift of realizing everything comes from God. And because... Everything comes to God. There will be a cure, and that we should have serenity. Uh, but I don't want to underestimate, and I think when we come to Yom Tefillah, a day of prayer, it's certainly very important, the, the, the acute danger uh, of this. You know, I mentioned that tomorrow a cure could be, not tonight, but in previous uh, shirim, tomorrow there could be a cure. Because uh, it came like, it suddenly it can leave suddenly. Uh, but you can also look at the news, and, and I mentioned about not panicking. But if you want to read the news and get panicked, uh, there's something to that, and what, w- w- not that you should do that, but the, there's something to realize that the danger is acute. There have been religious and Jews, have been Jews, there have been Holocaust survivors, who are mostly 90, whatever percent of them are elderly, and everyone is an eternal loss uh, for us. Um, but there is a real danger here. You know, the Briskarov, Yitzhak Zev Salavechik, who is, was the grandson of the Beis Halevi, 
uh, he was the Rav of Brisk when the Holocaust started. Uh, he was from the greatest ages of Europe, pre-World War II Europe. Uh, he would escape to Israel and pass away, I believe, in 1959. So the Brisker Rav, when the Holocaust started, um, was in Warsaw. And he would escape to Vilna, and from Vilna he would eventually get to Eretz Yisrael in 1940 or 41. And amazingly, he went through much territory with the Nazis, getting from Warsaw to Vilna, and he followed the, the words of his ancestors the whole time. He thought to himself, everything comes from God. He was so great that his son, the Beryl Soloveitchik, said over, there was at one point, they were stopped by Nazis, and the Esau of Beryl's watch, or Beryl had a gold watch, which many, uh, the old custom in Europe was that a chas and a groom got a gold watch. And Rebel Soloveitchik, Rebel of Yosef Dov Soloveitchik from Jerusalem, uh, the head of the Brisker Yeshiva in Jerusalem for many years, he, the Nazis said, give me your watch. <laughs> he got a gun, gave, him the, gave the Nazi his watch. This is in October 1939, uh, you know, it was a, uh, and or maybe late September 1939. Gives him his watch. And the, then the Briskorov got off the carriage because they were getting off the carriage and he saw the Briskorov and Briskorov was calm and cool and collected. And he says, this is a, 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 a angel. He gave the Rebel back his watch and said, get out of here. And they left. And the Briskorov was at a tremendously high level of Bitochen. He lived with, on, a, on, a, on a different plane. And he lived at this level of Oynomavad, which is not any of our level, to be quite frank. Um, but what's amazing is, and this is what we, we, could all, we, should, we should all strive for, the Briskorov, the whole way, from his, his sons and children said this over many times, that the whole way from Warsaw to Vilna, uh, the Briskorov kept telling his children, the Nazis are coming, do you understand the danger we're in? And a few times his children said to him, like, Dad, Tata, what are you, we're nervous enough. What are you telling us more how dangerous the situation is? The Briskov said, no, you should realize the danger. Not to realize the danger is to be a, a, a shaita, a fool. Or is to be a, a completely oblivious. But you should realize the danger and then put your betachan to Hashem. And then put your faith in Hashem. It's not to say, okay, betachan means I'll be an ostrich and imagine there's no danger. Betachan means to fully grasp the danger and then cry out to Hashem. And tomorrow really is exactly that. It's a Yom Tefillah. Uh, Bitochen really means that if everything comes from Hashem, then the salvation will come from Hashem. We know that it's an amazing the timing of everything right now. It uh, happens to be uh, amazing. Uh, it's for between Purim and Pesach. And as we come closer to Pesach, the Torah tells us in Parsha Shmois, that what was, what was the cause of the salvation of the Jewish people? Paro dies. And when Paro dies, they imagined that they would be saved. Or, or, or their, their, the, the torture and the pressures and the afflictions would go down. It says, And the king of Egypt died. And then, uh, and they, they, they start to sigh from the vote of why they sigh. So Rashi quotes that actually Paro's, the new Paro or the, the, the new Paro, Paro 2.0, the original Paro, uh, actually afflicted them more. 
And it was, and it, when it's at that point, when they literally realized they had no hope and no salvation but for God, they vizako, they cried out to God, the tal shava saam, and their 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 pleas went to Elohim and Havayda. It came from their service, and this, that is the change, the turning point for the Jewish people in its time. The next pasuk, which is juxtaposed, says, "Vayishma Elohim is not kasam." God heard their moans. Remember the covenant with Adam and Yaakov. What changed everything? It was when they cried out, when they directed their tefillah to Hashem. Because really talking is to realize, yeah, there's a danger, but the salvation actually comes from Hashem. The Rabbi Vram Pam, or Shiva Tervadas, so he points out, he quotes a, 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 a Kabbalistic sefer called Zuchus Avram, who says that in any tzara, that what happened in Egypt is an, whenever we're in danger, whenever we're challenged, is the most important time to pray to God. It's literally the time where our prayers are more, more most auspicious. Uh, it quotes, the Zuchus the, the, is quotes really a Zohar, and the Zohar says any time a person's in that ch- situation, their tefillahs are different and they're better. Actually, the, the Zohar quotes it from a Pasuk, Tefillah la'ani, this is from Tehillim Kuf Beis, Tefillah la'ani kiyatov l'fnei Hashem yishvach sicho. A prayer of the afflicted man, when he's fainting, and in front of Hashem, he pours out his supplications, which means that when we realize that our salvation, our Yeshua, for us, to get out of the jail cell, and we are in a jail cell. We may be dancing around the potty, maybe, maybe we'll gain from it, um, but it's not a good situation for many, many people on many, many, many labels, and the danger is real. Um, but the ultimate way that will be matzliach is when we realize where our prayers are real. Hashem. Hashem will give the scientific solution. It won't come from Johns Hopkins or from Technion for those who are cheering for Israel or from Stanford, or from even the University of Pennsylvania, the salvation will come from Hashem. When Hashem gives the salvation, then the scientists will, will, will figure it out, or the, or the epidemic will stop. But really, to believe in Hashem and to have true bitachon means to, to believe that tomorrow our prayers make a difference. That in, in, quite frankly, you know, some people have told me, they, they say, tell them the only can't make it. If you can't make it, fine. But you, we should be praying more tomorrow, not just because we believe in Hashem, because the greatest ages in Islam and America did it also, and we should believe that if, they, if they're telling us to pray harder, that we should pray harder. So bitachon really is not just lip service, and, and, and it really is an opportunity uh, for us all to hear. You know, we have, in Northern California, uh, largely been spared people that we know, and Altif Tachpeh should continue that way. We've had a lot of blessing that in our own community, we have not seen it per se, although many of our fellow citizens and people around us um, clearly are suffering from it. Um, but we're all affected by it. And Achinu B'nai Yisrael, there are, are all kinds of Jews around the world suffering. So Tachan says uh, tomorrow and tonight, really, as we come into it, as much as we're supposed to be gaining, like Rebellia Bruni, like me and you, praying better, doing more, it also means to realize that our situation is really uh, challenging and really dangerous. And if our situation is really challenging and really dangerous, there is only one source. There is only one thing that we should be really be doing and putting really one, one area that we should really, really be putting our faith in, and that is Hashem, who is Rafa Chaylam. And, and as much, anytime 
you know, I said this on Shabbos a couple of weeks ago, right before the shul closed down, I quoted that uh, Ray Moss, that when you wash your hands, you should remember whose hands were really in, and that's Hashem's hands. And that feeling, after any concern, and after any fear, and we put that feeling, and we cry out to Hashem, the greatest comfort is to know that our Father in Heaven hears our tefillahs, and will definitely, 100%, answer our tefillahs. We may not see it right away, but every person who prays tomorrow, their tefillahs will be answered. Their tefillahs will have an effect. So I, I, I encourage everybody to take part in the Yom Tefillah tomorrow, whether you join us on the phone call. If you can't do that, on your own level, to cry out to Hashem, who hears our tefillahs, and that itself is the biggest nechama, is the biggest comfort, that we have that ability, okay? Tomorrow night, uh, the shir will be on Pesach, uh, so this class on Bitach will not take place, Amir Hashem, this will resume on, um, on Thursday night, okay, everybody? Have a great night. Uh, keep well. Thank you very much. Okay, be well. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. How do I get up? I'll help you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>